Welcome to Chat About, sponsored today by Bemidji Chrysler Center Honda of Bemidji and First National Bank Bemidji. The mayor of Bemidji, my guest today, George Prince is in. We'll talk about the new city manager, fire districts, the railroad corridor, Sanford Center, and a pretty serious topic about crime and safety in Bemidji. That's all coming up next on Chat About. We are talking city stuff with the mayor of Bemidji, George Prince. Welcome back, Mayor. Hey, thank you, Kev. Always happy to be here. I think fall is in full swing, huh? Yeah, definitely is. We are definitely into the fall swing. I think the fall fishing patterns are are well underway now. Um, speaking of fall, last weekend we had a, uh, one of our traditional fall events, the uh, Bemidji Blue Ox Marathon. And uh, the mayor, I'm assuming, is pretty proud of how the results turned out for a certain relative of his. Yeah, you know, I, I don't know that it's a big secret, but my brother, Jesse Prince, uh, took home his third um, marathon championship. And um, I couldn't be prouder of him. You know, he, he's always been a great athlete, but he's really been training hard um, over these last, say, 10 years to really um, maximize his potential. But it's fun to see him do it because he's, he's bringing along a lot of people with him. I mean, he got me running, for goodness <laughs> sakes. Uh, I used to say, if you see me running, please kill what's chasing me. Uh, but I actually, I, actually, <laughs> I actually go out there and do it now for fun and just, you know, watching him with his kids and other young people and stuff. So great event. Congratulations to everybody who ran. Um, mm-hmm. I, had, I was there for a time uh, during the event and just good to see. You know, there's so many events that go on that that we don't realize are, are making such an impact on our community. And when you think about all those people who came out of town, from out of town, and usually bringing at least one, maybe two people, uh, that filled up hotels, that uh, kept restaurants busy. Just another example of the, the many great things going on in this community. Absolutely. And, you know, you touched on the economic impact of it, but I think there's an aspect of it, too, of just introducing our community for people. Yeah. And you never know where that's going to lead. You know, somebody might have their first trip to Bemidji, and the next thing you know, they're going to Bemidji State University, or an employment opportunity opens up and they remember our community and want to move back. So mm-hmm. there's just a lot of doors that get opened when we have these events and, and bring people to town. And in a great event like that, where we're showcasing the natural beauty of our city. That was great. You know, I think uh, I know that uh, Phil uh, Knutson was telling me that a number of people who didn't get to run the Minneapolis Marathon signed up for the, the Blue Ox Marathon and thought it was just absolutely gorgeous and beautiful. So uh, maybe they'll be back. Yeah, uh, hopefully so. Yeah, because this, this one is also a qualifier for the Boston Marathon, which is kind of what uh, Minneapolis has going for it. So, all right, well, uh, let's get to city business. You got you got the new manager. We do. Uh, that was a really significant step forward. It, it's it's been you know a number of months in the making, but Mr. Rich Spitzka accepted his contract that was offered by the city, and as a city council at our uh, most recent city council meeting, we approved that contract. So his official start date will be December fifth. He mm-hmm. obviously has to give notice to the city of Pequot Lakes and wrap up his affairs there. But we're looking forward uh, to having him here with us at the city and um, leading us forward as we uh, start a new chapter. What, uh, from your perspective, obviously you've met him, you've talked to him, you've interviewed him. Um, what does he bring to the table? I think a few things. And, and I, you know, I want to preface my comments by saying, you know, we had three finalists. And honestly, I was very impressed with all three. They all uh, had a little different personality, a little different take on what they would have brought to the job. But I honestly believe any of the three could have done 
could have done the work. But ultimately, mm-hmm. you have to choose one, mm-hmm. and you know, your goal is to choose what you believe to be the very best one. And in regards to Mr. Spitzka, I think, number one, his desire and ability to build relationships. He, uh, throughout the interview process and in my conversations with him, continually stressed how important it is for the city to be engaged with its citizens, to be engaged with its partners like our tribal neighbors and neighboring townships, and to be engaged in, in both the business and nonprofit communities. So I was very impressed with that. I was also very impressed with the amount of research he had done. Uh, coming into those interviews in regards to our community and some of the dynamics we had going on and some of the challenges we were facing. So I think he had done uh, an awful lot of homework on our community uh, prior. And I think he brings uh, a unique perspective because his background in the past has been heavily in education. And so, you know, some of the things that he brings in regards to that in terms of a little bit of innovation, in terms of looking at things, looking at um, partnerships and collaboration, uh, some of the examples that he gave. So um, I think he's a unique candidate. And so I'm, I'm looking forward to getting to know him better, looking forward for introductions with him and many of the people in our community and for our citizens to get to know him. And just excited about, uh, you know, turning this, uh, this, this page in our story and starting a new chapter. Well, certainly he, he's coming to a bigger town, but he's coming to a town that's very similar to his town in the importance of lakes and outdoors and natural resources and a lot of the same things in Pequot Lakes that we have going on in Bemidji. Yeah, there are definitely parallels, but Bemidji definitely has unique characteristics oh, yeah. to it. And, and, you know, that was something that he and I have discussed, you know, um, over time about the fact that, you know, we have a real diversity of cultures in our city and how important that is. The influence we have of having a four-year university here and a two-year college as well. Uh, kind of our makeup of, of employers being a regional medical center. So, you know, we are 60 miles apart, but there are some pretty significant differences. And, and I appreciate the fact that I think he understands that. Mm-hmm. Well, he so he starts December 5th. And, and there's, you know, there's a ramp-up period. Uh, he's got to meet all of his employees, and he's got to, you know, go to a few meetings. And there's a lot of things he'll be learning in that first month to two months on the job at the very least. There definitely will be, and I, again, appreciate his commitment to hit the ground running. I know, uh, you know, since he accepted the contract and it was approved, I know he's been, you know, doing additional research and he's been asking questions and just trying to acclimate himself as best as he can with uh, our outstanding issues. And, you know, everything I've seen from him, you know, gives me pretty high confidence that he's going to hit the ground running. And we're going to need that Mm -hmm. because we have a lot of things uh, that we're going to be grappling with, um, in the, in the coming months, including our, our budget. We have to set our final levy uh, by the end yeah. of December. So that'll be front and center. We know we have some housing things going on. We know we've had some um, really uh, not good incidents in our city that, um, that involve law enforcement that we have to work through. And so um, we, we, we desperately uh, need him to hit the ground running and, and engage as quickly as possible. Okay. Uh, one of the other topics, uh, you mentioned fire districts. Uh, so explain to me what a fire district is and what we're doing with it. So the city uh, and its uh, rural partners have had conversations in the past about creating a fire district. And so right now, the way we operate as a city is we're working with 17 other townships, uh, partners, and then also uh, two other cities to form the Rural Fire Association. And that's how we service this very large um, area that we do as, as, as um 
a fire department. Now, a fire district would be its own entity separate from the city. And it would be potentially comprised of those partners and maybe even more. And it would have its own governing board and it would have its own taxing authority. So that would do a couple of things. The first is right now when uh, our fire chief wants to do something, he basically has to get approval from all of those partners. And that's quite the process to kind of make that happen. The other piece of it is we all contribute from our budgets to the Rural Fire Association overall budget. But the trouble with that is all of our budget cycles aren't all the same. And so sometimes that creates problems for some of the townships. So an example of something that's similar to a fire district is like the airport authority, where it has its own taxing uh, powers and it is a, it's got a couple of board members from the county, a couple of board members from the city, and then actually a citizen as well. And that is all kind of run independently. So fire district, a similar concept. We've just started the, the real basic initial discussions of it. And so we're going to see where it goes because usually you end up in very deep discussions about governance, who's going to be on the board and who's mm-hmm. going to make decisions, right? And who's going to fund it to what percentages and how is that going to look like once it's got its own taxing authority? So those are some of the things that have to be sorted out, and we'll see where it goes. Okay. Um, you you made, got some approval for some uh, some additions uh, from some Lakeshore stuff. Yes. Yeah, so, you know, Parks and Rec has been busy. In our last council meeting, we approved, uh, I think, about $22,000 from our ARP dollars, which we still have about a million of that we haven't, haven't allocated. Uh, to replace the dock at Paul Bunyan Park, the one that's always over kind of by where the Rotary Pavilion is. And the previous dock had had so much wear and tear that it really, when it came out, wasn't in good enough shape to put back in. So a decision had to be made there. So we did that. And then I think, as many people know, we're taking back the boathouse property at Diamond Point uh, Park Mm -hmm. from Bemidji State University, where they used to do their outdoor programming center. And so uh, the city is working with the DNR now to potentially put a fishing pier there. Um, And so I think that's something that uh, is most likely going to happen. And I'm excited about that because over the years, I've had many citizens say to me they'd really like to be able to fish there. And there's sometimes been a little bit of friction because when the OPC was there, they had those docks and they were doing kayaks and sailboats and things like that. And and people weren't always happy they couldn't access that. And so now, you know, this might be a way for for folks to do that. So it's just fun to see our Parks and Rec Department uh, doing doing some cool things. Mayor George Prince of Bemidji. Let's talk about something a little serious. Um, I saw a video you had put up uh, about uh, the these incident going on here with the Bemidji City Police and, and their efforts to to take care of this uh, this crime. Uh, again, as you pointed out, um, nobody's lazing around here, um, but there's just things you can't talk about. Yeah, I mean, I, I think when, you know, you have something pretty uh, traumatic and um, troubling happen in your community, everybody's aware mm-hmm. and they're paying attention as they should be. And people obviously have questions about what happened and who was involved in those kinds of things, and and I realize that's normal. But ultimately, um, when law enforcement is conducting an investigation, they have an obligation to protect the rights of the victim, and they also have an obligation to make sure that the investigation is thorough and that the integrity of the investigation is, is kept intact. And so I know that, uh, at least as it relates to the Bemidji Police Department, they've been um, being able to share information 
from time to time, but I know it hasn't probably been what everybody wants. And I think that's the real challenge is, you know, trusting law enforcement to do a good job with this investigation and to um, understand that they're not going to be able to share everything that everybody would want, at least at this present time. And so when I put out a, a little bit of a social media post on it, that's what I was really trying to focus on uh, to remind people that, you know, as an investigator, police officer, it's a tough job. And they really are working hard and they're trying to do their very best, not only to solve this specific um, crime and to know what actually has happened there, but also, generally speaking, to make sure our community is a safe place for everyone. And so I'm appreciative to those folks. I'm I'm asking the public to have some patience, uh, to provide some support to our investigators and and just give them the time to do their job and then um, to release information as appropriate. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, I I think everybody wants to they want resolution they want it fast and they want to feel like they're safe that that's what it comes down to yeah and, and i wouldn't say any of those things are unreasonable i certainly understand that and you know i certainly have my own questions too about a number of things um, but there is a process and and the last thing you ever want to do is not follow that process to do something wrong and in any way compromise an investigation and i think that's really what is on the hearts uh, of of our uh, officers as they're working on this. Okay. Well, let's, you know, step back from a specific incident, George, and talk a little bit about the city overall. Do Are we living in a safe city? How, uh, how are you feeling about Bemidji and, as far as crime goes? I mean, I think we can always do a better job. You're never going to hear me say we've arrived. Um, I think we've got a good group of officers. We've got a good leader in our police chief. And I think, you know, that piece of it um, is, I think, um, a a good part of our overall city. Of course, can we get better? Can we do work? Yes. Matter of fact, we just uh, had a presentation at our last council meeting uh, potentially for a new canine unit that would help uh, find missing people and things like this. So I know they're always looking at things. But in our city, people, when they they think about safety, they immediately go to the police department. And I understand why, but there's other aspects of this. Of course, you know, you, you need prosecutors that are going to conduct themselves in an appropriate manner when crimes are committed and how they're prosecuted. There's a sentencing piece of this that relates the judicial um, process. And then there's also rehabilitation because ultimately, you know, people do make mistakes in their life, but how do you help those folks turn their life around and and impact recidivism? And so all of those things really come together to create a safe community. And that's before you get to fire service and fire department, EMT, all of these kinds of things. So when you say safety, there's quite a bit in there. And I think, you know, we've, we've made some strides. We have some work to do. And for me, I've always been about relationships and partnerships and and trying to leverage resources. And so uh, I continue to be a pretty big proponent of being able to work with um, our county, with our neighboring townships, and with our tribal neighbors so that it isn't just a safer Bemidji, it's a safer region and an overall safer community. Okay. Um, Governor was in town for a pretty important event, and I thought it was really good that Bemidji was able to host that event uh, this 
what was that, two weeks ago now? Yeah, it was October 7th, and it was uh, Veteran Suicide Awareness Day in the state of Minnesota. And so as the city, we were able to uh, host that event down at Paul Bunyan Park, and Governor Waltz was here. And so we both had an opportunity to speak as part of that event, and there were resource providers here and, mm-hmm. and veterans and all those kinds of things. But I think what was really moving was the testimony that was provided by um, several of our veterans here locally who had um, survived um, suicide attempts, who talked about PTSD and and the um, mental health trauma that comes with service, and really um, talking about how resources helped them and how they were able to help others. And so um, I I, I sat there and really learned a lot and listened uh, quite intently because in the state of Minnesota, uh, every year there's 100 veterans that commit suicide. Hmm. And nationally, we, we have about 20 veterans every day that commit suicide. And so when you think about people who've given all uh, to protect our liberties and our freedoms, and that's what's happening, that's, that's really tragic. And so I think anything we can do to, um, to bring needed resources and the help is really important. And so it was an honor to, to have that here in Bemidji. We had a great turnout, had a lot of people there. And of course, a few questions came up about the veterans' home mm-hmm. um, because you know the veterans' home is a little bit behind schedule and getting open. But I know they're working just as hard as possible um, to finish uh, up the final details of getting that uh, that facility open and getting it staffed. And I think once it is, it's going to be a tremendous resource for uh, the veterans in our in our region. Indeed, it's uh, it's something that has. So, like so many of the things we talk about, something that's been in the hopper for a long time, that people have worked hard on for a long time, and we're starting to see, you know, we're about to see the fruits of those labors, and that's that's a good thing. So many people, um, you know, the counties uh, had a lead role in this, the cities had an important role in it, but, you know, when, when I think of this project, I go all the way back to Joe Venny, who I mm-hmm. think was on the county board at the time when, when this all started and was just a huge voice, and there are others as well, but you're right, I'd say this is at least a decade in the making. Well, speaking of things that uh, take time, let's talk about the railroad corridor. That's uh, something that's been, people have talked about for a long time, but we keep continuously, slowly seeming to be moving forward. We are. I think we're making some progress. There's still an awful lot to be figured out. Um, I think the most exciting news that's come out of all of this is that uh, Greater Bemidji is is having a lot of conversations with the YMCA about the possibility of um, the wellness center being operated by the YMCA. And, And I think, you know, one of the questions I've had as a citizen long before I got elected was, why doesn't Bemidji have a YMCA? You know, you look yeah. around and there's one in Fargo and there's one in Duluth and there's one in Brainerd and they're all around us, but we've never had one. And so if there's a way to make that financially viable for our Y to be here, I think it would be tremendous for our community. I think it would the, the programming, I think, would be accessed by families and, and, and citizens alike. So I'm really excited about that possibility. There will be obviously some more meetings about this. There's a lot to figure out. And, and again, the wellness center is only a portion of the proposed overall development because the hope would be you might have some more housing down there. You might have some retail down there, uh, some kind of mixed use stuff. And so that all has to be worked out yet. Um, but the, the project seems to be moving forward despite some pivots along the way. You know, speaking for myself personally, I've said many times, I'm personally not interested in, in having the city own or operate that facility. I think it needs to be privately run um, because 
we've got some experience in doing that, and it's been a challenge. So, again, I can't speak for the entire council, but that's kind of where I've looked at this is how can the city partner in a way that makes sense, doesn't put additional tax burden on our citizens, and creates an opportunity for something amazing like the YMCA that's owned and operated by by a different entity. Okay. Um, and the Sanford Center just keeps rocking. Yeah, we have been busy. Um, you know, we had a rodeo in there mm-hmm. not too long ago. We had a comedian, Jeff Dunham, in there not too long ago. Hockey season is going, <laughs> yeah. right? Had had, had the, that first. The dirt is out, the ice is in. Yeah, exactly. I mean, uh, they've got some cool uh, social media posts that shows them converting the arena. It's kind of fun to watch. Yeah. Uh, you know, it takes about 30 seconds for you to watch what takes them hours. Right. <laughs> and then, yeah. you know, we had Dwight Yoakam in the Mavericks. And uh, I don't know if you made that concert or not, but but I was there. And I have to tell you, the Mavericks did an awesome job that night. I saw people dancing in the aisles and just I saw the Sanford Center crowd more engaged than I've seen them in quite some time. All right. And, uh, you know, Dwight Yoakam had a good set, too. But I I really, really enjoyed the Mavericks. And I think a lot of people did. And, and you know, the center was almost full for that show. Um, Really fun to see people engaged and active in there. Yeah. And and like you say, so many things going on. It's it's definitely being used kind of, I think, the way it was originally intended to be used. Yeah, and I I don't ever want to overlook, you know, the conference center Mm -hmm. side of things because that's been really busy too. And and unless you're at one of those events, you're probably not aware, but there's been a number of banquets and galas and weddings and things like that, meetings that have gone on there. Um, So they've stayed pretty busy on the conference side. And, you know, there's a lot of work that goes in uh, behind the scenes to make that happen too. So you could on on one day have, you know, a major event going on in the um, uh, banquet hall, let's say, and then you've got stuff going on in the arena and they're managing both. So thus far, thus good, yeah. Anything else uh, that you want to share with people before we wrap it up today? I just, uh, I think, you know, uh, we really have had some amazing events. It's been a really busy fall. You know, we've had uh, open house at the fire department, which, you know, had the helicopter there and mm-hmm. saw all kinds of people uh, being a piece of that. You know, we talked about the, the suicide uh, awareness day that we had here. And, you know, I really do appreciate when citizens come out and, and interact on these things because it really does matter. And, and when you come out, you're showing support, uh, whether it's the fire department or veterans or whoever it is. And I just want to thank the people who've come out to do that and encourage uh, citizens to stay engaged and be a part of that. So, yeah. All right. Uh, George Prince is the mayor of Bemidji. Uh, a lot of things going on in the city, which, you know, I mean, that's life. You know, stuff happens. Stuff is busy. And when you when you get into a leadership role like you, you've gotten into, uh, you, you probably don't have a lot of time to just sit with your feet up. No, but, you know, that's the life of everybody right now. Um, you know, pe- people always say, you know, things like that to me, Kev, or I, even, I met with a citizen yesterday who, you know, kind of apologized for interrupting my schedule. And, you know, I, I'm like, you don't have to apologize. Everybody's busy. And you know, when my kids were home with me uh, and, and you know, we they were still living at home, we were running to this tournament and running to that thing and going to this. Everybody lives this life. It's all some variation. And, and so it's my honor to serve. It's no different for me. And, and I've recognized we're all in this fast-paced uh, life and trying to do the best we can for ourselves and our families and our, and our community. He's George Prince, Mayor of Bemidji. George, always great to have you in on the show. Thanks for taking the time today. 
Well, thanks again for the opportunity, Kev, and uh, looking forward to winter. <laughs> Chatabout has been sponsored by First National Bank Bemidji and the Bemidji Chrysler Center Honda of Bemidji. That's it for this week. I'm Kev Jackson. Thank you for taking some time throughout the week to join us. Got a great set of shows next week, starting with Brian Olson, the Beltrami County Solid Waste Coordinator.